but I... Oh, hi, what are you doing here? I don't know, you called me. Oh, I just called the group, it's fine. <laughs> How's the news going? I'm feeling... Coming on this week's episode, Overwatch 1 is Overwatch 2, uh, YouTube steals Twitch streamer, chip shortages and more. Welcome to episode 28 of the Talking Games podcast. This is Callum and I am joined by Shinobi, the legendary, the one and only, and I yes. have took over and Wait. finally having another shot at a podcast. Do you have any final words? To me? Yeah. Uh, let's roll with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> some stuff in during the podcast here and there, highlight some extra stuff. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go. Hey ho, let's go. So, YouTube signs Dr. Lupo from Twitch. That is our first story of today. So, Dr. Lupo is a game streamer. And YouTube has uh, got out to the Twitch streamers like, we will give you a lot of money if you come over to the dark side. Uh, ben Dr. Lupo, who reportedly signed a multi-million dollar exclusivity deal with Twitch in 2019, will now stream exclusively on YouTube. Makes me wonder how much money they offered him, to be fair. Uh, in the picture on the article, he looks a bit like uh, the Green Goblin from Spider-Man 3, but... Uh, He's an American, he's 34, and he's well known for his Fortnite live streams, his Destiny Escape from Tarkov and Among Us, and has the 26th most followers on Twitch at 4.5 million. So I'm surprised he's moved. He's going to lose most of them when he goes on to YouTube anyways. Um, Twitch said that it wished him nothing but the best in everything that comes next. He made the announcement in a glossy promotional video complete with computer graphics and welling orchestral music. So, uh, there we go. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Because he says that he's a gamer and a father, and he's many things to many people, but he's kind of left his family, hasn't he, to go to a new family? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, each to their own. <laughs> each to their own, but he, he had a multi-million dollar exclusivity agreement to Twitch. How much do you reckon YouTube is going to pay him? Not that much. No, not that much. No. And why did he go over? That's the main question. He's going to lose some of his followers and everything. I don't know. Maybe they must. I mean, actually, come to think of it, maybe they're selective in who they pay. Maybe, maybe. But it's interesting to see that a Twitch streamer is now going to be on YouTube. Is YouTube going to acquire more Twitch streamers? Do you reckon? Yeah. They're, they're... I mean, they're lose because they're losing everyone to Twitch. Yeah, um, that's the problem, you know. So they're moving, they're moving a lot of people to Twitch, and uh, uh, YouTube is losing that. But then, with all the crap they're doing with the restrictions for us viewers, yeah, and then lowering the uh, monetization as well for content providers, because without content providers. What would it be? Nothing. Exactly. And without the viewers, what would it be? Nothing. We make the platform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah? Yes. And yes. then when so, you start taking that way, and then uh, where are we supposed to go? We're going to go to the nearest competitor that is going to offer us a better deal. 
and now they're probably trying to buy him back. All they've got to do is go back to uh, either go back to how they were when we liked them. Yeah. Is that Twitch or? No, YouTube. YouTube. Or, um, you know, at least go on the same level as Twitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but um, everything's money now. Everything's money. It's all the about major. Money wants to move any live streams that we do in the future onto YouTube because yeah. it's better for viewership apparently. So Yeah, you do get a lot more viewers, but um you know, I don't mind Twitch. Twitch is pretty cool, man. Twitch is pretty cool. Like everyone uses Twitch. It's easier to just pop on a live stream there. It's easier to find a live stream, I argue, but And it's not it's it's the community. It's not um mm. It's not like uh, uh, slamming, you got to pay for this, you got to pay for that. You, gotta, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your family, this. You could get a family thing, yeah? I don't have a family, I live on my own. Where are your family? Where are your family? They're gone. So <laughs> right, I got my robot. <laughs> well, Shinobi. Shinobi is a lone warrior. Yeah. <laughs> my family Legendary. is my um uh Nintendo Switch, my Xbox One and my uh PlayStation. So well I'll be expanding soon. Expanding. <laughs> well, yep. don't expand as much as what uh, Mo did. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyways, moving on to the next story. We Overwatch League season five reviews an early build of Overwatch two. So, Blizzard confirmed after many rumours as um, when uh, Season 5 start of Overwatch 1, uh, that was start in April 2022, and basically the upcoming season will use an early build of Overwatch 2. So it's going to use that newer engine, They're going to, it's going to be a large update for everyone, uh, so get your hard drive space sorted. But um, Blizzard's Overwatch League VP John Spector tweeted that the next season of OWL will indeed begin in 2022. Uh, this follows recent rumours surrounding the state of Overwatch 2 and how development status could impact the delayed league's upcoming season. According to Spectre, the season will start in April and the league will share more details in the future. Um, oddly, Spectre Street didn't include any mention of Overwatch 2. However, Blizzard let confirmed with Kotaku uh, that next season, which will be OWL's fifth, will indeed be an early build of the upcoming Overwatch 2. So what do you think about that, using early builds to implement in the first game? Uh, seasons. Ooh. Is it going to be polished at all? It may, may not. Let's see. It's going to have a lot of different balance, though, isn't it? Everything's going yeah. to be balanced differently. It's going to well, be a I different. Think, um, I think uh, when they go basic, they can make it um, kind of very uh, solid in the long run. So I guess it's the long run. They're going for the long run. So they're going to start simple. And then make it more complicated, which is it's not a bad thing to do, you know. Would you say it's kind of like an open beta in a way? That there's yeah, that's definitely yeah. for sure. But you know, it can only grow into something better, you know. True. And I guess it will allow people to give feedback to the Overwatch to build the early build. Uh, so that they could possibly improve that for when they do release Overwatch 2. It's like if Call um, of Duty what? decided to, uh, for their season 5 of Warzone or Cold War decided to release Vanguard, you know, uh, for free to all those owners, uh, early build of that, just so that they could play it. 
But the thing is that, um, in essence, all of us are beta testers, except for Nintendo gamers. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's a beta tester. When they launch a new game out, um, you know, you got to download this patch, download that patch. Um, you know, so it's never complete. The game ain't on the disc no more. So what's the point in buying discs now, except for mm. Switch? Yeah, you buy cartridges. Yeah. So, um, you know. But in everyone... a way, this is a bit different, though, because Overwatch is already its full game. It's yeah, just it's, the future it's, game it's, that no one's bought yet. That's going to be an early build that's available for free. For but I, think, I, think, I think we're all beta testers and we're used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we admit it or not is another thing, but we are. Well, uh, the new Pokemon anime looks really serious, shouldn't yeah. it be? Except yeah. for the bowl guy. Yeah. So the trailer shows up battles with legendary uh, proportions and bowl guys so what, there. I don't look, I don't look cool. Yes. <laughs> You're not bowl guy. I'm halfway there. <laughs> 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 oh god you're making me cough god i think, I think you're giving me something uh but the new pokemon anime series pokemon evolutions will premiere in september and it will be web exclusive by the way uh the pokemon company announced thursday the eight episode animated series will explore the franchise's existing regions galar aloha kalos Unova, shino hoenn johto kanto oh that's a mouthful in each episode uh, it's going to celebrate 25 years of the Pokemon franchise. Happy birthday, Pokemon, by the way. Yes, happy birthday, Pikachu and the gang, yeah. Yeah. Each installment of this eight-episode series will feature a different region, so we can just jump to the Kanto region, or Johto, to have some nostalgia. Um, different Pokemon will be featured as well. The first episode of Pokemon Evolution for uh, September the 9th on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. And on Pokemon TV with new episodes streaming every two weeks. But in the trailer... Uh, it does seem very serious. It's a bit gloomy. It, it it looks very like Pokemon's finally gone out of its baby seat, out of its baby nappies, and it's now wearing boxes or something. You know what I mean? It's it, it's growing up a bit. It's still anime, but it's growing up a little bit. It's a bit more serious. So, hey, that reminds. Does it remind you of Pokemon? Of what? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. No, Pokemon, my cousin Mo. Pokemon? Yeah, you know my cousin Mo, remember? You made a reference earlier. Pokemon. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Gotta no, catch them. Okay, a bit slow today. My cousin's name is Mo, and we always call him Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't poke Mo. I don't. Why not? Why not? Like <laughs> it's not an iPhone. It's not an iPhone. But, um,. Usually we were going to deals of the week here, but I am actually going to leave that segment separately to the last. So, and you, don't forget they got the uh, you got the Pokemon TV series, but you've also got isn't there a Pokemon app on the Switch coming? Or I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. Old, it's got the old Pokemon on it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I, camera, yeah. Yeah, but as I was saying before, we would usually do deals at the week here, and we would usually yeah. go for a break. But I would try and put something in here. Uh, I don't really have all the materials at the moment for the major, so we're going to do something a bit different. But deals at the week will come at the end. I'll do that separately. So we're going to move on to our next news story, which is AMD files teleportation patient using supercomputers. What? 
Yeah, AMD fails teleportation patient to supercharged quantum computing. Okay. It's not for humans. It's not for humans. So, it's a misleading title here, but uh, teleportation for qubits. So, it's not really that with gaming relation, but it is something that's interesting to talk about. So, patent has been proposed by AMD for teleportation. I mean, things will get a lot more efficient with quantum computing. With the incredible technology feats humanity achieves on a daily basis, and NVIDIA Jensen going off from one last year about GeForce Holodecks and time machines. Ooh. It's easy for us to slip into headspace and let us believe genuine human teleportation is just around the corner, but it's not. Finally, you know, um, basically over at Tom's Hardware spotted a new patent. Not patient. If AMD had patience, I'd be a bit worried. Uh, laying down by AMD engineers named Look Ahead Teleportation for Reliable Computation in Multi-SIMD Quantum Processor. And so basically what it does is it helps to make quantum teleportation processors more uh, efficient and helps to increase the reliability of quantum computing and reduce the number of qubits required to make accurate calculations. So this is like way above my pay grade, this uh, this information. But it is interesting to know because quantum computing, it's very different to standard computing. It uses uh, flips to do calculations. It can be an on and off at the same time. Well, with a normal computer, you have your on and your off, your one and zeros. Well, here you can have one and zero at the same time. Uh, so it can be slower in some normal everyday applications, but faster in applications that we don't necessarily need on our computer so that's quantum computing for you uh in layman's terms right. do you okay. reckon we're going to have a quantum switch <laughs> maybe if they did that that'd be sick that would be but quantum computers are massive they they get so hot they need to be cooled by a whole room that's their cooler the whole room for now for now yes for now but it depends if we can get it smaller it just depends because a very different beast One to, day. You yeah. never know. In a hundred years, probably, but in not. <laughs> Here's my quantum computer. It's on me watch. Hey, I have a quantum retina computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to our next news story, which I think you might be more interested in, Shinobi. Uh, despite AMD CPU patch, this has recently released a patch because there was a meltdown-like foldability. Researchers have highlighted more exploits could be coming because CPUs may still be open to further attacks. So computer scientists from DU Dresden have shown it's possible to produce meltdown-like vulnerability for AMD processors. In case you can't remember, AMD chips were famously unaffected by the original meltdown exploit, while Intel's worse, and they still are. And so this is maybe surprising news to hear. The new exploit was demonstrated on a Ryzen 7 2700X CPU, as well as the Epic 7262 and Threadripper 2990WX silicon. Um, so apparently they have released a patch to patch out this vulnerability that's in the AMD processors. But though that AMD's now got a bit more of a grip on the market, that means that no one's really safe, unfortunately. But uh, despite that being in place, it could still be an issue. Yeah. Because well, it could lead yeah. to data leakages. Well, Because hmm? it could lead to data leakages. What do you think about that? The Steam Deck could be vulnerable. Well, we've we've had all this crap before. Well, we have, but it with might Intel. be back. But it might become back. With Intel, remember? I know, that's what I'm saying. Intel's still affected by it. Yeah, that's why Apple went and made their own chips. But 
Uh, actually, they're gonna um, they scrapped AMD, haven't they? Yeah, so they're doing their own chips for everything. Apple never did AMD. They did. They used what? to in their Macs. Yeah, they used to have uh, Nvidia, AMD, all of that. They switched to AMD, and now they're they they used to be integrated. Oh, they switched to IBM. They switched to PowerPC. No, that's that's way back. Then they switched to Intel, and they had Intel Nvidia combos. And then they went to Intel AMD combos. And then they completely went off. And now they're using the M series. Oh, well, yeah. Up. They had AMD graphics cards, but they didn't have AMD CPUs. No, not they've, the CPUs. No. They've never had AMD CPUs. No, no, never, never. They've always had... Um, when they went from IBM PowerPC, they went to Intel. And then um, they would supplement that with the NVIDIA AMD card. First it was NVIDIA, then it was AMD. Yeah. But um, uh, processor-wise, um, yeah, we we got used to those leaks, you know, because I'm a Mac user. You're a PC user, right? A PC user, but I also have an iPhone and an Android phone. So okay, what's your um, what what processor are you using? My iPhone. No, on your PC. A Ryzen 9 3900. Oh, AMD. Okay, so AMD. how do you feel? The question is, how do you feel? I'm cool. I got Mac. Uh, I'm a Mac daddy. Yeah, I feel fine. Daddy. I feel fine because I still have my TPM chip enabled for Windows 11 when that comes out. I know this is a completely different attack. It's a side channel attack which allows for data leakage. Um, but because it's like basically a buffer overflow attack, I believe. Um, meltdown. But that could happen regardless of CPU though it's just the way that it did AMD was immune so it's nice to see well it's not nice to see that there's a different way to do it with a different code path but at least we know an AMD is aware of it so they can change that in the next architecture that they come out yeah. with so they can have it as a hardware patch rather than a software patch but this this shouldn't happen in the first place no none of this All should people happen. they spend their money and uh, this this crap happens, you know. You don't get it in. Uh, well, hopefully the Apple M2 won't have this issue, or the M1. So you know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, pro- um, every chip will have some form of issue with buffer overflow. Yeah. That's inevitable. It just depends how you get to that point. Right. But let's keep on the topic of chips and go on to what you actually talked to me about yesterday. We briefly discussed this. Yep. Chip shortage should continue well into 2022, claims Toshiba. You better go and get your Switch OLED now! <laughs> yeah. Well, no this, is, this is the next story after, but first we'll talk about Toshiba first. Yep. So we have plenty of stock supply issues, this is what Pocket Inc. said, and when it comes to electronics in the last year. And this is true, because of the pandemic that's going on, there's been a shortage of everything, food, games, everything. Uh, Games being delayed, uh, vinyls, vinyl records, off the shelf. Goodbye. But uh, the supply chips will remain very tight until at least September next year, according to Toshiba's corpse director in charge of semiconductors. In some cases, we may find customers not being able to get a processor or chip or anything until 2023. That's bad. Uh, bad. So they are saying that chip makers are prioritizing car manufacturers. So Volkswagen and Toyota are being prioritized, which now... Explain to people why we have a chip shortage. Pandemic, isn't it? Lack of stuff. 
um, people being sent home, uh, places being shut down, uh, transportation, Brexit, for example, will actually contribute to the UK's issue. But apart from that, it's just because of this massive pandemic. It's bad, isn't it? It is. And the main reason why PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs are hard to find and graphics cards is because these one little chip that costs less than a pound is hard to manufacture at the moment. Yeah, it's really bad. It is, which actually leads me on to the next news story, which is Nintendo supply about to drop by 30%. Which, it's going to be worse than that, because car manufacturers, if they're being prioritised, Nintendo's not going to get many chips. So by the time Nintendo actually, people get their hands on the OLED Switch, or any other Switch for that matter of fact in the future, the new Switch is probably going to be out. So... Um, the supply of RTX 30 series uh, GPUs are going down by 30%. Uh, the, new switch, the new Switch will use it or a different architecture? Yeah, not the same. Different architecture, but it's the similar chips that are yeah, going so in. So will there be a shortage on the new one? Not yeah, the there's only, a shortage on the Switch. In the uh, next generation Nintendo. Yeah. Like Surely NVIDIA's... Uh, any co- next generation console. Yeah, basically any... NVIDIA chip, right? Anything that has an NVIDIA chip is going to have supply issues by at least 30%. And this includes Nintendo Switch, because to see if it's also confirmed that Nintendo Switch supply is going to go down as a result of the chip, uh, chip shortage. So the OLED Switch, yes, it's a bit bigger. Yes, more or less, it's going to use more of the same components as the other Switch, though. So whether or not Nintendo are just going to say, okay, let's just put in our old chipset in here, but put in that bigger screen or whatever, that's up to Nintendo. But obviously, they need a new sound chip to boost higher sound to those new speakers, etc. There's so much slightly different circuitry because you need an OLED video controller as well. Uh, or colours might look a bit off on yeah. the OLED screen. Because it's a very different technology to LCD. It's organic light versus backlight. Mm. So there's going to be a lot of chip shortages and we're going to all struggle. And uh, there's a lot of people worried about burning. Can you just clarify that, that they shouldn't worry? Or well, your iPhone will have screen burn. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny that claim. And yeah, your your um your Samsung, your every smartphone, it's more OLED. or less uses OLED. Yeah. Yeah, and but the thing none is, none of them have screen burn. Right, they do. Some do. People have complained of screen burn really? from new what devices. Right, because right, this is the thing. With phones, you turn it off and on all the time. That's why not many phones have had screen burn. And they use slightly different OLED technology. They use AMOLED, which is Samsung's version of OLED, but it's slightly different to actual OLED. It's designed more for phones. So it's a bit better. uh, It's better to be turned off and on. Standard TVs and everything, they do have issues with screen burn. This is why people need to use black backgrounds and all this instead of white. The brighter the image in the background, the more likely you're going to get screen burn. Most people are not affected. But it is still a possibility that it can happen. It is more unlikely, but there will be Nintendo Switches that will get this issue. Not many. It'll you be sure? more like Yes, I am sure. It'll be because you're playing games, you always have a static bar on. Let's say because most past games haven't been optimized. Like future Nintendo games will be more optimized for the use of the OLED screen for what's displayed on. But right now, most games aren't. So you're going to get some screen burn eventually, maybe after four or five years of usage. 
one person, if they play games without turning their switch off 24-7 in handheld mode, you will get screen burn after a year. Come on, you always the screen saver will kick in. It'll not if you're playing 24-7. You're not going to play 24-7. Some people dead. do. Some people play strictly in handheld mode, which yeah, is easy. you're going to be dead. Yeah, but right, this is the thing though. The reason why most Switch OLEDs will not get reported as screen burn is because people will use it in docked and handheld. But those that strictly use it in handheld mode, you'll get probably one out of every 10,000 or 100,000 that will report screen burn. So it will happen, <clears throat> but it would be very unlikely. It'd be more like one in every 100,000 people who have one or something like You'd that. You'd really have to just leave that on pause and disable any. But then your battery would run out anyway. <laughs> exactly. Some people like to keep it on charge, so your battery will probably die first. Yeah. But so, <coughs> moving I on. I, I mean, I don't see it as an issue. I don't think it's going to be an issue. You think it's, it's not going to be a massive issue. You know what? Because I got, I got OLED. I got an OLED TV, the C9 LG, and I'm pretty happy with that. Um, the screensaver always kicks in. Uh, it turns off itself, everything. So, and then you got this uh, pixel shifter as well. So, um, there's a lot of tech out there already. And uh, you know, I've been in TV shops, and I've seen people say, you know, oh, it's going to get screen burned. Before, yes, but I think the technology's come a long way now, and they have a lot of uh, anti-burn measures. You know, so I'm definitely sure Nintendo will think about this especially when kids are using it yeah right. but this is the thing though. this is the thing they will think of it but unfortunately it will happen like the ps vita for example yeah. yes i know that's a bit of an older oled screen but they were the best oled screen at the time and there is screen burn on my vita like it's very screen burn. it happened i played it a lot like i mean a lot and um, a lot of people have reported the Vita having screen burn. Oh, is it permanent because or is it, is it permanent? It's permanent because it's, it's cloudy behind the screen now, uh, unfortunately. And it will happen to the Switch eventually. Eventually. And it will happen more quickly to the one out of 100,000. Where do you reckon that cloudy thing came from? Where do you, where you reckon it came from? Playing different games. I've been playing non-stop different games. I've been playing all sorts of games. Because the Vita screen, the OLED screen, was really bright for what it was. Yeah. Like, OLED screens are ne never used to be that bright. The Vita was just a really good example of a really bright OLED screen. Oh, it's screen. a beautiful screen. What? It was a beautiful screen. It was. And it was probably the best OLED screen that there was at the time. Because of how good it was. Sony put their heart and soul. They put a lot of technical engineering into that console and it should have done better but yeah. speaking of OLEDs um Vesa has added a brighter HDR level for OLED and future micro LED displays the HDR 600 standard is now coming to OLED wow so that is mid-range HDR but the issue is it's going to be explain, brighter explain to the viewers because you know can't just put these terms out when you right. them. Right. Uh, there's three main standards of HDR. You've got your HDR 400, which is your entry level, which is on all OLED displays currently uh, that support HDR. Um, so even your C9 has baseline HDR. Uh, HDR 600 is the mid range one, and this is usually only achieved by LEDs uh, displays. And so is display HDR 1000 standard, which is the high end one, which is what my Samsung TV does. Right. Um, but 
Despite that, OLED still have you for blacks. Wait, how many, how many nits? It's like, a th- anyway, so uh, for the HDR standard, yeah. 400, 400 nits, 600, 600 nits, 1,000, 1,000 nits. But just because your TV can display uh, images at 600 nits or 1,000 nits doesn't mean that it's HDR 1,000 compatible because uh, that brightness of that TV when in HDR is slightly lower because HDR comes out with different brightness, different darkness levels. And this is why the standards are different. So your OLED yeah, I know, I know the, the C9 will eat up a monitor for HDR. Yeah, but it depends if it actually supports the standard. Because if it doesn't support the standard, it's going to limit what can be shown on that screen in yeah, HDR. Yeah, I've noticed that the monitors are behind. Well, yeah, because they're still LEDs. Like, what you'll get is, you're more talking about the black levels. Your black levels will still be better, no matter, no matter your HDR standard. because well, There is, there is an level. argument about the nits, yeah? There's an argument that... Um, I know. But if you've got deeper blacks, there's going to be more of a contrast. Exactly, but that's yeah. the illusion that OLED gives you. Now, yeah. just imagine when OLED finally gets the same uh, brightness levels as, let's say, uh, the same ATR specification as my Samsung, you're going to have a better dynamic range there. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I've got better brightness, but worse yeah. darkness, but you've got better darkness, just not as good brightness, if that makes sense. Well, so, I'm like this, man. I'm like, wow, it's way bright. I'm like, mm. It just but depends. then again, because I'm a, a movie gamer, I, well, okay, your nits really only comes into effect if you're playing, like, daylight, yeah? So if you, you know, your windows are bright, you're in a bright room, daylight. But I normally close my blinds because I'm more of that cinematic person, you know? And the same yeah. with my home cinema and all that and all the cafe. Yeah, Maha Combo, so I've got professional setup. The only so, issue... Go on. As a cinema dude. Yeah, I'm, the only uh, issue... Go on. The only issue I'm going to have with this, though, is obviously, like I said, the brighter the screen on an OLED, the more likely you're going to get screen yeah. So I hope the technology that they have in place, the anti-screen uh, bird technology that they have is decent enough to combat that. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I think LG is really good. I mean, they're the best gaming TVs. Um, and I think uh, a lot of people were using them for their computer monitors. Yeah, yeah, just blown away. I'm you looking know, forward like, to micro and uh, micro LED. That's what yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah, but but the the quality of the display, especially they got the C1 out now. Yeah. Um, wow, mind blowing. Yeah. So uh, you know they will be. I I didn't really fancy the CX. Um, isn't that the PC monitor version of the LG TV? Huh? Isn't that like the 48CX something like monitor? No, they're, they're basically the TVs. It was a game act, TV. The, the TVs that act as monitors as well because they've got a uh, dual standard. So you've got FreeSync um, and G-Sync built in. Right. No, 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 no. The CX was actually designed to basically be a TV monitor. So basically... Uh, unlike the other C9s and stuff, you only get one millisecond of response time, low input lag with this. This is equivalent to a monitor. Uh, with the other TVs, it doesn't quite have that. So that's interesting. Well, they reduced the input lag, but um, the one thing about C9, it's got uh, full 48 gigabits per second. 
yeah, whereas the others, every other TV after that, on anything, they limited it to 40. Yeah, but the other thing is that the C9 has a separate HDMI controller, whereas the other ones use an integrated one, you know. So there's advantages and disadvantages, you know, to both. But at least oh I get yeah. the full bandwidth, yeah, you know. But there were issues with the CX, but they've uh, perfected those in the C, uh, the C1. You know, they've gone, you know, but the, the, the main thing with the CX was, I, know, I think the picture looks slightly more washed out than the C9 and the C1. Well, the thing yeah, is, the C1 you, can get, came, you can get like the C9 the C1 with the number system, yeah. Just just to avoid confusion, the C1 is the latest model. They've just gone back to number one, you know, with the okay. label. Like this is supposed to be a gaming TV. It's a thousand and ninety-nine pound. Which one? Uh, the C1. Yeah, that's the best you can buy right now. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It's well. When I went onto LG's website on where to buy, it's more or less. Is that the re-release of the CX? Yeah. No, no. It's better. I think the colors are better as well. Yeah, CX. but this is. The thing. I go onto the CX right on um, LG's website. And I know we're going off topic here. We should really get back onto topic. But um, apparently the C1, yeah, is more or less. I don't know if that's the gaming one. Uh, I just no, need to know. C9, C9, um, CX and C1, all three of them are gaming TVs. Yeah. The, but the input lag was improved on uh, CX. It's, it's, I mean, it's not a massive improvement, but it's it's pretty good you know so like uh um yeah they improved things but then the picture was a bit more washed out then when i'm playing um splatoon on my c9 i'm just like i can't believe this yeah i'm just murking people everywhere yeah so my uh response time was really super quick man i was just killing everyone <laughs> so that's in uh splatoon uh splatoon 2 yeah so well, eventually, for me, uh, the input knows. lag is brilliant. Yeah, so I'm just looking at it. It's got a five-year warranty, 2021. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, nice to see that our price is just going to come down even more in 2022. Yeah, and I think yeah, it'll drop. be good. So you're the you're the PC gamer, man. I'm not. Right? What? Yeah, you're PC, the PC gamer. gamer. You're the PC gamer, right? Also, yeah, not me. I'm a console gamer. You're a PC gamer. I used to be a PC gamer, but it costs too much to keep I up. play on PlayStation 5 quite a bit now. Yeah? Yep. You've got, you got a Series X and a PS5, yeah? I don't have a Series X anymore. I traded that from a PS5. What? what? Right, let's try to stay on topic here because we'll get this podcast. Oh, my gosh. How can you get rid of your Series X? Halo because Internet. PlayStation 5 is so much better. I've got a new story that you're going to like then. Okay, go on. Wait, have Game you even play... got an Xbox? Have you got an Xbox? Yeah, I've got an, I've got an Xbox S. Right, let's move on, yeah. Shinobi. Let's not stick onto right, a topic right. too long. All right, let's move. Right, so... Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles are headed to the Nintendo Switch Online service. Oh yeah, 
I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I was quite. Is that confirmed? Yeah, it's confirmed. Nintendo is set to add Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles to the Switch Online. Um, well, Eurogamer sources have confirmed, and if Eurogamer sources have confirmed, it's confirmed. It's Eurogamer. Yeah, but Nintendo haven't officially. They're going to. They're going to. Yeah, I mean, but they haven't officially, officially. There's so many talks about it. It's more or less true. Let's say, let's be safe here, and let's say it's very likely. Very likely. Okay, not confirmed, but likely. Uh, Word is that Nintendo will bulk with the Switch Online back catalogue with Game Boy games. And what Game Boy games are you looking forward to? Castlevania. But then I've got that already on the Castlevania collection. You're looking forward to Castlevania. Hold on, I've got that on the Contra collection. Um, Okay, all the Mario games. Okay, Mario Land 1 and 2. Yep, they were brilliant. Um, Boy, you're picking my memory. But I've got... uh, a lot of them on my 3DS, yeah. So um, I loved the Double Dragon on the Game Boy. That was brilliant. Did you play that? Which one? Double Dragon. Um, not on the Game Boy, on the Atari 2600. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you didn't play Double Dragon on Game Boy. That's one of the best Double Dragon games ever made. Oh, maybe, maybe. Like Donkey Kong. Dude, 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 when it comes out, man, I'm playing you. We're gonna. Hopefully, it'll be two-player. Online, it should be. It should be. I'll do it on my Switch OLED. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then uh, there's an annoying level on there with spikes on the ceiling, and and this big Abobo guy comes along. There. Shinobi, are you getting the Steam Deck? No. Why you would should. I do that? Because you should. No, you get it. You're the PC gamer. I'm getting it, but it doesn't mean I'm a PC gamer. It just means I'm a handheld gamer. Yeah, but I, I won't buy. It. Yeah, I'll buy. It later um because i do love like things like half-life never get bored with that just yeah. imagine so we should try and do experiments and see if vr works well on it <laughs> what can it do can you plug vr it, it can run switch games no vr yeah it can run switch games so it'll most likely be able to run wait, vr wait, wait. you can't put <coughs> vr in there how are you gonna put a headset in there adapter dongle life what, it will power a VR unit? But it's dark, isn't it? Oh my gosh, if it does that, yeah, I'm definitely buying it. We'll do this test. I'll buy a dock, I'll get it plugged up to my Oculus, and then Shinobi will be like, oh my god, why didn't I pre-order this sooner? Yes. Yes, so, I'm with me. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I'll be like, oh dear. Oh my so, god. So, speaking of deals of the week, did you know you could get a Switch Lite for free? What? How? Right. Retailer Glitch allows customers to buy Switch Lite consoles for free. Some users have managed to secure multiple consoles with others claiming they'll resell them. UK retailer Argos has pulled Nintendo Switch Lite from its website after users discovered a glitch that allowed them to purchase consoles for free. What? Argos? Yep. The website loophole, which was discovered on Thursday... And said in popular reseller groups involved adding a particular carry case to the website basket in addition to the switch light to apply a discount covering the entire cost of the order, £206.98. This did, they meant... on, did they honour those orders or they just pulled it? No, they've honoured some of them orders. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Why didn't you tell me about this, man? Oh my god, I could have done it. You could have got locked up. What? 
you could get locked up because they could go after you. You know, it's their fault, but I'm pretty sure they'll be like, oh, they stole Nintendo Switches. So one person... I might bought, stealing if it's a legitimate discount. One person paid £5 for two Nintendo Switches because you had to pay for delivery. But one yeah. person just paid £5 for two Switches. What and about, it came uh, in the post. Was it, wait, you said something else. It was, there was another company as well? No. Just Argos? Yep. And there was a loophole in the Argos website. And they had, um, uh, uh, you put a discount code and you get the thing for nothing. No, unless you put in your um, travel case and it becomes nothing. That is nuts. So that's a glitch. That's yeah. a glitch. It was the best deal oh. of the century. Wow. Wow. Like, I, if I knew about this, I would have gone on board. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> Someone is getting Someone, fired. Someone design. designer's getting fired. You're fired. They should hire you. They should hire yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> Curry's is more expensive. Curry's is a bit cheaper than Argos nowadays. Yeah, it is. So, here's news for all you Android and Xbox fanboys. <clears throat> Shinobi likes Apple, but <clears throat> Xbox... <clears throat> Oh, sorry, I think you give me the Xbox disease. So, yeah. Microsoft appears to be testing Android app support on the Xbox. It looks like Microsoft is testing out Android app support. Uh, there'll be a listing for Windows subsystem for Android app, thanks to XDA on the Windows 11 Microsoft Store. Uh, they want to run, run Android apps on the Xbox? Yes. Why? Don't know, but the app is listed as available for Windows and Xbox One. Oh, come on, that's going to, like... Open your console for hacking. It's already done that. You can already um, get developer mode and install emulators. No, no, that's one thing, but that's going to make you vulnerable. That already made you vulnerable. No, like, no I don't use the developer mode. you got to activate it. With this one, it, um, this is going to make you vulnerable. Why? Because oh. why not? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Well, watch your Xboxes, Call of Duty, watch your online games get hacked, mate. Good luck. This is why I got PlayStation. (laughs) Hey, don't worry, man. It's going to happen to you too one day. (laughs) Maybe in in two years' time, three years' time. I'm waiting before I get PS5 because uh, you got this overheating issue now with the new build. The new build, not the old build. Yeah, but the new build, they've got that. They've Plus, not overheated I yet. I do not trust them when they launch. I do not trust them, yeah. And you he sells figures. He sells you to people, yeah. Oh, they talk about how Sony's selling so much, yeah. Not that I'm anti Sony. I've got PlayStation. I've got all of them, except for the PS5, which I'll buy later. Yeah, I made the mistake of buying consoles on launch before and getting screwed because if they break, they fail. So basically, um, I've spoken to quite a lot of people and they've said they've gone through three, four, five consoles, you know, during, you know, PS3, PS4, PS5. Yeah, but keep in uh, mind, PS5. keep in mind, huh? the PS5 has been a more successful launch because not many people have it to complain about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. PS5, I know someone who went through three of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And... Um, Basically, it's a bit early to tell now, but it normally fails within the first or uh, one or two years, you know. And I'm not, you know, it's just the way it is, and um, uh, so I don't trust it. Maybe with this one, maybe it won't happen. I don't know, but you know, 
I got trust issues from PS4, PS3, PS2, PS1. Man, when we had PS2, there was a tombstone. There was like a, a graveyard of them in the uh, when we were doing supply and distribution. We used to do repairs, yeah. And there was a graveyard, and we used to sell so many consoles. They they talk about selling so many consoles. What they don't tell you is that how many actually work. Those consoles are going to the same people. Yeah. So one person's buying four or five. So you wouldn't divide your total sales by four or five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. And there's so many. There's so many that have gone through three or four consoles, just like the 360. Yeah, when huh. the red ring of uh, oh, the Xbox fanboy is finally speaking out against Xbox. I'm not, see, an Xbox I'm not an Xbox fanboy, I'm just speaking the truth. Yeah, <laughs> the 360 had issues. Yeah, but at least when I got my um, what do you call it, slimline, it was fine. I bought my PS3 sim slimline, it failed. I lost all my saves. I was so angry. Yeah, oh, I was so angry, and then I had to get another one. Yeah, um. Yeah, just done my nut. Lucky I had warranty on that. When you don't nuts. have warranty, huh? You've got nuts. And dude, of course I, I'm angry. PS4 Pro, yeah? It sounds like Heathrow Airport, yeah? I'm near Heathrow Airport, and the PS4 Pro is louder than the airport, yeah? So, dude, they just need to sort this out. I will and say. And now they shrunk the heatsink <laughs> half the size, half the size in the I new know. PS5. It's a different yeah? material as well. Oh, my gosh. I need, like, I'm waiting for them to do a slim one. Then, then. Yeah. I'll tell you now, the PS5 I've got is quiet, right? It's much quieter than the PS4. For now. <laughs> for now, you <laughs> this wait. Guy. It's going to blow your house up. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to cut that bit out. But what? we can't be talking about that or they'll come after us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, your house, all right. Mm, all right, get back to it. Your house right. is going to detonate. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's going to detonate, man. Your PS4 is going to, uh, PS5 is going to overheat. It's going to catch fire and blow your house up. And then your TV is going to burn and you're going to have to buy an LG. <laughs> Don't worry. Then you'll be in the land of OLED. Yes. So, and I won't even buy Sony TVs anymore. I've had, I used to buy Bravias all the time, the top ones, yeah? And every one of them, clouding, or you get this issue, or you get that issue. There's always a problem. And you get five stars in what hi-fi and all that, yeah? And I buy it, and I spend like two and a half grand, yeah? I'm happy I got LG. I'm so happy. I'm happy. So... Speaking of Sony, you are invited, Shinobi, to the yeah. PlayStation Showcase 2021 broadcast next Thursday. Okay, cool. I can't wait for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the games. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just... They need to sort out their hardware, yeah, for longevity. I, I like their PlayStation 5. But their games, I'd say, you know, like I've, I've got all the top games. I've got, like, about... 400 games in my library yeah maybe more yeah so and i'm a collector so i've got all the way back to playstation one i've got my psp japanese i've got my psv uh japanese oled i got every, you know i'm i'm a heavy collector of it yeah i'm just saying you know i've got all the consoles except for ps5 and i'm waiting for my series x but i've got all the consoles 
and um, I'm just telling the truth. I'm just speaking about my experience and my friend's experience, and I know many people, but I love Uncharted. I love Uncharted. Yeah. Well, we might see a new one in the showcase, as that's going to be at nine o'clock on Thursday. And I love God of War. I don't like the fact they called the last one God of War. I think that should have been a new IP. Yeah, because for us hardcore God of fans, that wasn't like a, a proper God of War game. That's more, that's, that's something else. So it should have been a different IP. And then um, I think, uh, you know, uh, Ratchet and Clank, love it. Jack and Daxter, love it. Anything Sony. Yeah, I'm really good with uh, Sony games. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy. Wait, hold on. Ish. My man Ish, come. This is a game thing. You're, you're, you're a professional fighter. You've got your fight happening. Hey, man. Right? How you doing? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Show their muscles, man. Fuck off, muscles. How you doing? No swearing. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Nice he, he's having his fight. He's having his Explain Good luck, fight man. tomorrow. I'm having my last fight. Um, after 23 years, um, 23 years of competing as a professional kickboxer, I'm retiring um, after tomorrow. So it's a final showdown. Nice, you're nice. You're a gamer as well, yeah? Of course I'm a gamer. Who's your favourite character? Myself, from Tekken. All the kickboxers. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce and Brian and all of them. Wait, you mean, you what about Zach from Dead or Alive? Yeah, all the kickboxers. Zach, look, my hair's like Zach. Don't play. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. Wait, wait, come back, come back. Yeah. Right, would you like to have an interview with us next week? Yeah, of course. Why not? Oh, brilliant. Nice one. I like the meeting. Tell him about Master Wong as well. Yes, there's, there's lots to tell. All, all, I'll tell you everything. Brilliant. Perfect. We'd love that. Listen, man, good luck for your fight tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you. He doesn't Thank need it. He's a champion. He always wins. He beats yeah, them up yeah. in the first round. He always does it. That's his logo there. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, basically, he, he batters them in the first round. But that is a real life Zach from Dead or Alive. Real life. Even with the hairstyle. There we yeah, go. And the character. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I think that was a good end to our little podcast, don't you? I'm sure there's other things to mention. Well, okay. Uh, what okay, would you like okay. to mention yes, before we go? There is. Okay. So, Series X, yeah. They announced these um, Halo ones. What a beauty. Texas oh, we already discussed panel. these. We've already discussed these in the you midweek did? podcast. Yeah. What about the uh, controller? We've, dis- we've already discussed everything in well, the you midweek. You buy them now, these scalpers. I know, but we've already discussed this in the midweek showcase. This is why you need to watch it. Oh my gosh, I missed it. But you I did. didn't discuss it. No, but this is this week's podcast. We can't always discuss the same things. Well, it's not the same now. You can't buy it. Before you could, and now you can't. Scalpers have taken over. <laughs> what a shame. What do you think of these scalpers? They're going to do it with the OLED switch as well, right? Oh, they're going to be scalping my cart. You yeah. you never know what they'll be scalping. It's horrible. The the, the law needs to do something about this. And, well, they are. They're trying to do something about it. What are they doing? Well, they're trying to put a legislation in to stop them. How are they going to enforce it? I don't know. But I think they're going to stop any listings over retail price from being put up or something. And these bots. They're using these bots, yeah? Yeah. To auto-buy. 
and uh, it's a pain. It's such a pain. I'm lucky I got mine when Game first put it up, but then once it went public on Eurogamer, you just couldn't get it. No, I know. Because my friend was trying to get it. Um, But I was like, I mean, I'd be so sad if I couldn't get the Halo edition because I'm a Halo fan. Oh, yeah. Before he popped in, I was saying I like my PlayStation games. So, yeah, I do love my PlayStation games as well. I think every console has something to offer. But if there's an issue with hardware, I'm going to say it. Just like the Switch when it launched, it became a Nokia banana phone. Bad Nintendo. But they fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Nintendo. Yeah, they gave me a new one. So hopefully this OLED one won't bend. But it's going to run Kuno, isn't it? Wait, what? What's going to run Kuno? The, the OLED switch will run cooler than the normal one, won't it? Um... Probably not. It's going to be the same architecture. In fact, it's probably going to run maybe a little bit warmer. Really? I thought OLED, OLED would use less power. It uses less power, but I think that to scrape a bit warmer. So. Uh-huh. Hold on one sec. Let me close the door. They're getting carried away. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically, um, uh, I mean, that's a good show. It's a good wrap. Yeah. Clean Sony, uh, sort your consoles out, yeah, and then I'll, I'll buy it, I'll buy the slim one, it's too big man, it's too big, how, oh. do, you, how do you cook, don't you trip over it in your, in your room, no, don't, don't you just wake up in the night and think there's a tombstone there, sometimes, sometimes I think it's out. my cat, I, I sometimes think it's main, I think, I keep thinking that I died and came back alive as a ghost, yeah, so you must wake up in a graveyard seeing that, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, am I dead? I woke up in the graveyard. Oops. I said that you gotta bleep that out, but keep it No, in. I don't I'm keeping it in, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> but, but I love to have little bits as long as you behave yourself. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, it was so like you know, where do you keep it? Where's the, you ain't got no space. It's on top of my uh soundbar uh, on the subwoofer. <laughs> <laughs> I have no well, it can't fit in my shelves or anything. It's too big. <laughs> That's an abomination, mate. That thing's so massive, yeah. I think what you walk in a room, you can't miss it. And no, you can't. That's the thing. I'm gonna get like the black stuff from D brand, like you know I've the got shit. An idea. Take your door off, use it as a door. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> the PlayStation door. Well, listen, Shinobi. I know you want to talk about more, but I think we should end it at that. Something yeah. nice, a nice little joke, your PlayStation door. So, yeah, it's thick enough to be a fire door. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it will catch fire. <laughs> so, thank you, everybody, for watching the Talking Gays podcast. We had Shinobi this week, and we're having a special guest next week, and hopefully the major's back. Any final yeah. words? Do you want to say goodbye to our sweet, sweet audience? Okay, uh, that was a nice thing from Dynamic Ish. So that we, we're quite lucky, actually, because I'm going to be filming him, his fight. Yeah. So basically, we're lucky to have him yeah. this week. That was just completely unplanned. But uh, hopefully we'll get a nice interview with him. Yeah. Hopefully. I'll and, get uh, the major to get questions together. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. Um, but he's, he, he, he likes games. But he likes fighting games because he's a fighter, obviously. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brilliant. 
anyway, we, might have, we might have a fighting game theme quiz for him next week, so that would be nice as well. That would be good. And um, have um, all right, gamers, keep gaming, keep it up. I hope you get your Halo Xboxes. You know, your OLED switches. I do not, and these OLED switches as well. Do not feed the scalpers. Don't do it. Don't pay them. Don't do it. Yeah, there will be a slimline PS5, and there will be a slimline Series X. Yeah, so don't do it. Don't feed these disgusting, putrid scalpers. They just make me sick. Yeah, don't do it. I just want to bring their neck. You know, don't do it. Don't pay right. right, so we are going to get onto the deals of the week. So just to start off, because I really, really like this controller. The PlayStation 5 Duo Sense Cosmic Red Wireless Controller is £52.99 at the Monster Shop. Uh, Ease Origin for the Nintendo Switch is £18.95 at the Game Collection. Super Mario Odyssey with the code Next Day Game is £34.99 at Curry's PC World. And if you want to join the OLED world, like Shinobi was saying, LG OLED 55A uh, 16LA, which is the low-end one. Uh, 4K Ultra HD Smart TV at Costco is £839.98 and it's 55 inch. So worth it, I'd say. Right, time to get on to the ending. Callum of yesteryear. Brilliant. So that's this week's podcast. We'll see you next week and we'll see you in the midweek. Goodbye, everybody. Love you all. Yes, peace. Roll first.